sitting on a beach. Maybe it's starting your own business. Maybe it's being with your kids, traveling the world, whatever that is. You pick the flavor of fire that will help you to get there. That's what's going to support that lifestyle. Hey everyone, I'm Annie Dickerson, and on behalf of the entire Good Egg Investments team, I wanted to welcome you to this episode of The Life and Money Show, the show where we talk about everything from investing to financial freedom to parenting, traveling, creating a life by design, and everything in between. On today's show, this is the second episode in our three-part series specifically about how to create your life by design. So this is a really good one because last time we didn't get into the hows, but on this show, we are going to get into specifically how to create passive income to support your life by design. But first, I'm here with my amazing co-host, Susan Elliott. Susan. Good morning. Good morning. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good on this fall day. The colors of the leaves are changing up here. And Mm -hmm. we had a little fall harvest weekend with some fall fairs and we pressed cider. I mean, we are getting on our fall vibes a lot up here in the Pacific Northwest. So I'm enjoying it. I'm even wearing my mustard colored uh, shawl right now. So Yeah. (laughs) Enjoying it. How are you doing this morning, Annie? Yeah. Well, here in the Bay Area, we have, they call it Indian summer, um, September and October. So whereas August here in the Bay Area is quite cold and foggy, and I love watching tourists shiver in their shorts and t-shirts in August, September and October actually gets kind of warm and sunny. So it's really nice. We have had a couple of days in the 90s, which can get quite, we don't have air conditioning mm, here. Wow. And so oh, yeah. it's pretty, it's been pretty warm. Although last year we did splurge and we did get a mini split, but just for our bedroom. So not the kids' rooms. And we didn't <laughs> tell them. And so the oh, kids are like, oh, oh it's so hot. Um, and oh, I'm like, gosh, oh, yeah. that's terrible. Yeah. How are you going to sleep? It's going to be so hot. Do you want to sleep downstairs? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Here's a fan, sweetie. That's right. Oh. That's right. We have to do that in Flagstaff. (laughs) And when we go down to Flagstaff, there's like one or two days where it actually does get super, super hot. I mean, in Arizona, you'd think it would be all the time, but in Flagstaff, it's quite lovely up there. But climate is changing a little bit. So it's warming up when it didn't in the past. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, Fall Festival, pressing cider. Oh my gosh, that that sounds pretty magical and quaint. It kind of takes me back to like elementary school days where we did the bobbing for out. You can't do bobbing for apples in COVID, COVID land. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. But, you know, those quaint fall things. You could paint a pumpkin. That's what we did at my daughter's fall fair this weekend. There's cider and face painting. I mean, all they want to do is get their face painted, really. Like, let's just have a face oh, painting yes. festival and every, right? all the kids will go. I know. Yeah. Have you ever gotten, I know, not to take us too far down this path, but have you ever done <laughs> face painting at home? You get those little kits? I have, but it was a real cheap kit. Okay. And so it just like melted off. It rubbed oh, off. And I yeah. think I did a really great Dia de los Muertos on my daughter Ooh. one one year. For, when she was like two, <gasps> she impressive. wanted to be a skeleton. Yeah. And so we did that. But two-year-old, I guess you can't have high expectations that they're not going to yeah. just like rub their face all off. But And right, I did paint right. a zebra on a girlfriend's face one time <gasps> back in our 20s Whoa. when we were actually going to Halloween parties. <laughs> Adult <laughs> Those ones. Those days, Yes. <laughs> Well, it we, started we at 9 p.m. 
and we let the kids use it on us. And so (laughs) there are these days when, because my mom lives with us and she'll just come up from like, because she's with the kids after school and she'll just come upstairs and all of a sudden I turn around, her face is like totally blue or it's like stripes <laughs> or polka dots. It's hilarious. I think we're just a whole series of all the colors her face has been painted. <laughs> I love that. Oh man, uh, tangents, tangents. This is a good one though. That's a good activity. Yes. I'm going to bank that. Right? First. I mean, even yeah, like a February painting. activity, like mommy's tired, right? after, especially yeah. after like a long run when I'm like, I'm just going to lie down here and put my feet That's up right. and you can paint my face. <laughs> It's like a spa day. You just like close your eyes, take a little nap. You wake up and you're, there's a shock for a second, but then you just wash it off and you start all over. Anyways, life by design. I life mean, by design. I all... mean, face painting is a part of life exactly. by design. Let's be honest. If you need, if you want it to be, it is in mind now. Spending more time with my kids, letting them be creative. That's right. Yeah. It's a win-win. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, for those of you who are just joining us in the last episode in this series was the first in our three-part series, specifically on life by design. And if you haven't listened to that show, pause right now and go back and start with that show because we really set the stage and lay the foundation for what is a life by design why you would want to go down this route, how to vision and visualize what your life by design might be like. So you have that big why to carry you through. Because honestly, while life by design is going to be something that you really enjoy, there are some things that you're going to have to put into place. It's not always going to be easy to get you to that point. And so you definitely want to have that why and that vision in mind to carry you through. Now, in that being said, In today's show, we're going to take that vision to the next step because the next step is really about how. Now that you have this vision, how do you then go about and create it? And passive income is going to be a big part of this conversation. I know Susan, we invest in real estate. We invest in real estate. It's a big part of how we create our passive income. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And last week we set that stage that a way to frame life by design is we're working towards a life by design, not by default. And by default means like you're just kind of go with what's expected. You go with what the status quo is, but to really be able to follow some really cool dreams of yours or be intentional about your life, you've got to kind of think about it in a framework and do some testing and along the way. And we presented five different types of freedoms that life by design can really enable, but then you can also receive as part of that journey. And those five types are one time freedom to be able to do what you want with your own time, geographical freedom, live wherever you want, maybe travel wherever you want freedom of purpose, to be able to serve your life's highest calling, whatever that may be, maybe just to like have the bandwidth to think about it, like that might be starting on that freedom of purpose journey. The freedom to give back. And then finally, or maybe first, the financial freedom. And I really think about life by design and financial freedom. I mean, financial freedom, the pursuit towards fire or financial independence, retire early, which is just one way to look at financial freedom was really what brought me to life by design. I mean, that's what I Googled first, right? And then through that process, I really realized that like, oh, I want to reach financial freedom, but I actually want to just design a life that I love. And financial freedom is a huge leverage point on your journey to financial independence. And that's why we're going to focus so heavily on that freedom today in today's episode. Mm -hmm. But before we dive in, 
Just another quick reminder, we're always looking for insights from all of you to make sure that we're delivering the conversations and the information, the knowledge that you want to hear about. So if you haven't already, go on over to goodegginvestments.com slash survey to take our life and money show listener survey and share with us what you want to hear on these episodes if you're hearing things that are providing value for your life and for your family. And And if you want to be a featured guest on a future episode of the Life and Money Show. So go to goodegginvestments.com slash survey. Remember when my dream, Annie, was to be a guest on the Life and Money Show. And And that was when I was in my entrepreneurial phase. But I was really like, I am on this journey and I am using real estate. I am like doing all the things that, that Annie and Julie are talking about. And I just sort of jumped over the guest position and jumped into co-host. So that works out too. There you go. Manifestation on steroids right there. You just go like 10 steps above. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, Susan, I would love for you to give us a quick intro. You were talking about financial freedom. There's this thing called FIRE, the FIRE movement that has rapidly taken front stage in this this financial freedom movement. So tell us a little bit about FIRE and what that means. Sure. The FIRE movement is FIRE stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. There's also some people that are so clever, but I like this new, this other more clever version of that is Financial Independence Recreational Employment. And that's kind of taking away this idea that you have to stop working. Like we're just going to stop working altogether. You're just going to sit back and do nothing. Maybe you want to do that. And that is perfectly fine. But a lot of people want to say, just like take a breather and figure out again their life's purpose what do you want to do what how do you want to serve how do you want to show up and maybe that turns into recreational employment or giving back or volunteering so fire can be that but it's a journey towards financial independence financial independence is essentially having all of your costs covered by your investments and i love that this has grown in popularity because you know the times have changed in that our employers no longer provide pension funds, right? Most people listening to this podcast probably don't even know what a pension fund is. My father retired on a pension fund and it basically kind of took care of him in perpetuity, but it's up to us now to be able to save for retirement. And if we're not prepared with the knowledge of how to do that early in the journey, I mean, early can be in your 20s if you're lucky, but early for me, it was in my mid 30s. At least I found it then and not in my mid 50s and sort of realizing like, what am I going to do one day when I can't work anymore, really. So the FIRE movement has really done so much to educate people and empower them to take steps now to start investing so that you can live off your investments one day. Yeah, that whole concept of passive income. I don't think I really even thought about that. Even though I was actively investing in real estate in my 20s, the thought of passive income really replacing my salary and not having to work, but being able to do something recreationally or, you know, start my own thing. I don't think that occurred to me until I was in my thirties, but I Mm -hmm. think of it like, it's almost like a battery operated device, right? It's like, 
our kits, right? They have like all sorts of battery operated things. And at some point the battery dies and you have to either replace the batteries or you have to recharge the batteries. You have to get new ones, right? And there's a constant, like you always having to think about, do I have enough battery? Like our phones or whatever other battery operated mm -hmm. devices. There's mm -hmm. always like this thinking about where's that power going to come from? And that's how I kind of think about like your salary, right? You're always working for your salary, your income, and if you stop working, then sooner or later, that's going to run out. But if you have this passive income where you don't have to work, it's almost like an unending power source. It's like when you're plugged into the wall or even better, mm -hmm. like solar power or something else where this constant source of renewable energy and you don't even have to think about it anymore. I mean, how cool would that be if, you know, someday the issue of money is off the table? This is just the life show now. <laughs> I mean, it's, right? I like, mean, that's a concept that's, it's so hard to even think about what that would be like because we are yeah. such in a culture that requires mm -hmm. our time for our money, our yes. time for our money. I spend time, I get money. And it's so far off in the distant future retirement that why even work towards it now is kind of a lot of limiting beliefs that people have early on. But uh, but I think that's what we'll talk about why we both gravitated to real estate investing as opposed to stock market investing on our pursuit of fire. Because I think the main fire crowd and community is all about index fund investing, this low cost way to put your money in the stock market. It is super easy. I do have money in index funds as well. I'm playing both cards, not going to lie. I want to, it's yep. more of like Us my too. data data gathering <laughs> yeah. perspective. I'm like, I'm going to see yeah, what this right. looks like in yeah. 30 years. But you and I both gravitated to real estate investing. And I yes. think that's because you can start to feel that sooner. Mm. You get that passive income blast sooner. And to start to understand what that's unlocking for you, it's one of the bigger keys in like implementing your life by design is that passive income for But before we get into real estate investing, Annie, you've done a little bit of a deep dive in the different types of fire. So there's lean fire, barista fire, there's coast fire and fat fire. So give us a quick definition of each one of those. Oh, man, there's so many different flavors of fire. <laughs> These are just a few of them, but there's even more than this, believe it or not. But I mean, really, it comes down to this is you have to decide what type of financial freedom that you want? How free do you want to be? And lean fire is probably the lowest bar. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's for those who want to, are open to living a more frugal life, both now and later down the road through retirement. And so you're producing some passive income and you've got some savings, but maybe it's not like enough to live this lavish luxury lifestyle, but it's enough to where you can sustain your lifestyle. So that's lean fire. Barista fire kind of goes into the goal is not to completely retire at an early age. You're seeking to, it's kind of like that recreational employment. You're thinking, well, I'll continue to work, but maybe I won't do the full time, 80 hour a week kind of a job, but, you know, something less demanding, maybe like a barista or a server or, you know, something else fun or blogging, podcasting, anything that you're passionate about. Maybe you're doing it part-time. Maybe you're doing it while traveling. So that's a different sort of lifestyle. 
Coast Fire is a little bit above that. So that's the version where you have enough invested or saved so that even without any additional contributions, you can coast. Your portfolio will grow and support your retirement. A lot of people who reach Coast Fire still um, continue to work, but mainly because they choose to. And they do so mainly to cover their current costs to kind of give them a little bit of buffer and using their savings to kind of coast into retirement. And then finally, Fat Fire is ah, the luxury lifestyle that you would think that it is. So if you want to make sure that in your life and in your retirement, you can afford those finer things then fat fire might be the path for you. It does involve earning as much as possible now and then saving and investing to create those bigger streams of passive income and multiple streams of passive income so that you don't have to live frugally in retirement. That's a sort of a crash course through some of the flavors of fire. Exactly, exactly. And this all kind of hinges upon people's fire number or their target amount that they're looking to accrue. And in the fire community, this is done by taking your annual expenses and multiplying it by 25. So if your annual, oh, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but perhaps your annual expenses, I think it's 40K times 25, and that's 1 million. Is, am I maybe doing that right? That I don't have a calculator right. yeah, in front I think of that's me. That's right. Now, that might be your lean fire number, right? Because 40K a year, there's not many places that you can survive on that. Maybe you've paid off your house, you don't have a mortgage payment, you don't have rental payments, you still have some property taxes, that sort of thing. Or maybe you have some other type of scenario and that lean fire number could look like that. Another way to think about a fire number is how much monthly income, how much quarterly income do you need to survive? And that can be your target goal. I want my investments to be able to pay me $10,000 a month. That's a little bit more on the fat fire side, potentially. That's 120K salary that you'd want to be replacing, for instance. So you can think about the fire number in both of those ways. And then to go back to your four different sort of pathways or destinations that you're thinking about, that coast fire is really like that Sesame Street song, like which one of these doesn't belong or which one of these (laughs) is different. It's the pear with all the oranges around Mm -hmm. it or something. And I say that only because lean fire is like a lifestyle choice. Like I am choosing Mm -hmm. to stop working, even though I'm only getting 40K a year from my investments, I'm going to live this frugal life. And maybe then you figure out what's next. Barista fire, I'm going to get to this certain point and then I'm just going to work part time and then I will reach my ultimate fire number by the time I'm 60 or 65 or something. But I've created that lifestyle freedom a little bit in between as I work towards that. And then fat fire, again, very similar. I'm going to work towards this really robust, luxurious number that will support me in retirement whenever that is. But the coast fi is a little bit like also giving yourself that freedom, but you work to a point where you've got enough savings. And then instead of putting in another 10K, another 50K every year to continue to grow your investments, you can pull off the brake. You can pull off the gas and not take that money. And you could even say, well, I don't need to make that extra 50K a year. I'm going to go down to part-time in Coast Fi or I'm going to live a little bit more luxurious in Coast Vi instead of contributing 50K a year. I'm going to spend 50K a year on something wonderful and then eventually still reaching your ultimate retirement date one day. So it gets complicated, but really it all comes down to what type of passive income streams are you building into your life? Yeah. 
it's the, I don't know why this word is coming into my head, but it's the undergirdle <laughs> to your life by design. It's what supports your life it's by design, co- right? It's the corset. Right? Yeah. There you yeah. go. <laughs> it holds you up. Whatever that vision that you had for your life by design, maybe it's sitting on a beach, maybe it's starting your own business, maybe it's being with your kids, traveling the world, whatever that is. You pick the flavor of fire that will help you to get there. And then that's what's going to support that lifestyle. And that passive income is is a huge part of that because you don't want to always have to trade your time for money. You want to be able to spend your time doing those things that are part of your life by design. Susan, I know, you know, you and I both picked real estate and all of pretty much all of us here at Good Egg Investments are passionate about real estate. Not that we don't invest in other things, just like you, we invest in index funds as well. But tell us, give us kind of the high level. How did you get started in real estate and what was it like kind of getting off the ground and seeing that first bit of passive income and seeing that, hey, this actually works? Yeah, absolutely. I got started and I really gravitated to the real estate investing side of that equation instead of saying, all right, I'm going to work an extra X amount. I'm going to generate an extra amount of earned income and then just put that into my index funds or my investments because I felt like I had more control over my real estate and I could fast track with the real estate investing a little bit more. It felt more of like a side hustle business entrepreneurial energy, which is just, I think, what I needed at the time. I didn't want to like double down in my engineering career and just try to earn more. There was quite a linear growth model for income in that in that profession. So it just felt like that was going to take me 50 years, 40 years. And I really am like, yeah, I'd love to retire in 20 or 10. What? People do that? Okay. So with real estate investing, I picked our first home purchase because we could turn it into a duplex and house hack it and then turn it into a full rental. And I thought, oh, I'm going to do this every year. I mean, every two years, we'll do the live and flip scenario. And that worked until we found our dream home in our dream little town. And it really is like our just dream location for raising a family. So now we're not really keen on moving anymore, but I'm also not really keen on managing that uh, property and <laughs> adding a ton more now that I've felt what that's like. But um, so we've pivoted into passive real estate investing, and that's been huge for our family to get money moving pretty quickly towards our fire path. How about you, Annie? How did you get started in real estate investing? I mean, it's very similar. We started out in our 20s. We kind of just fell into this concept of house hacking. Same thing. We bought a duplex. We were living in Washington, D.C. at the time. We lived in one unit, rented out the other. And we thought, hey, this is pretty cool. It's like we're playing real life Monopoly. Okay, what's the next square we're going to buy? And we literally actually bought our second duplex on the same block. It was like a Monopoly board. You can't make these things up. (laughs) But, you know, a few years in, we got a little bit cavalier with it. We were like, well, we've done a few of the, we had done four house hacks by that point, all duplexes. And we we're like, we got this down. Let's expand. Let's go out of this local area because we were living in the Bay Area at the time. And we were like, this is going to take a long time to save up enough for another down payment. So we went out of state and we quickly amassed quite a sizable portfolio of rental properties in Huntsville, Alabama. This was years ago, and Huntsville was an up-and-coming little urban area at the time. 
And things were going well until all of a sudden they were not. And I got calls <laughs> from the landlord that there we were experiencing theft and vandalism and we had to evict people. There were all kinds of, oh my gosh, this one time somebody left, they weren't paying their rent and they left their dog behind. And this was a no dogs property. And they left mm. their dog behind and nobody knew for days and days. And the dog ate oh, up no. the drywall. It, it, the dog was okay in the end, but Ugh. oh my gosh, just things like that. Ugh. You just don't even think are going to happen, yeah. right? And so same, we were at this point where we had young kids and we thought, we can't do this anymore with all these back and forth with our property manager and all these issues. And I actually had a moment where I thought, oh, maybe this is the end of the road. Like if- This isn't for us. We can't do it. We can't do it. And I'm so grateful that the universe dropped in and was like, wait, there's another way. You can invest passively and somebody else will do all the work. Somebody else will take all the calls and fill out all the paperwork and deal with all the headaches and you just share in the returns. And so- I think for both of us, we experienced like this in our 20s, we were ready to roll up our sleeves. Like if we had dealt with those issues in our 20s, I would have been like, no problem. I got this. Mm -hmm. But, Mm -hmm. you know, things kind of change and ebb and flow. And so passive income, especially when you have young kids or passive investing when you have young kids is such a much better way to go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, So in our journey towards life by design, and I think that maybe you could tell us how you found life by design in that same journey pathway, right? I know that I realized I kind of went really hard into the personal finance, the investing streams. I went like, we've got to do this. We got to go. And I was really like, because I knew that it would unlock something, but what the real kind of the work that I have since been doing now that I understand passive investing, I've taken the time to educate myself. And now that I've done that, it's quite easy to deploy my money in investments. I just have to have people to work with. I have to have investments coming into my inbox, that sort of thing. But now the work revolves on like, what do I want to do with that time? And what do I want to do with my life now while I'm working towards this ultimate fire moment, right? Where I don't have to work at all, where my investments are paying at all. But so tell us a little bit about how you found life by design in that journey of real estate investing? Well, let me pick up the thread around that time when I discovered passive investing. For anybody who's listening who may be new to the concept of passive real estate investing, we're talking about something called real estate syndications, which are these group investments. So instead of me going out and being a landlord on my own, buying my own rental property, finding a property manager, dealing with tenants and all the issues that come along with owning a property on my own, with a syndication, I'm joining in to a group investment. So maybe I have 50K, Susan has 100K, you have 50K, your friend has 200K, and we kind of all pool it together. And instead of buying a single family rental property or a duplex, we might then buy, say, a 200-unit apartment complex together. And as a passive investor, I might I just put in my money and then I kind of sit back and every month I'm getting updates on the property, what's going on, the occupancy, the financials. And every quarter or so, then I get my cash flow distributions. And at the end of the life cycle of the project, which typically is around five to seven years, then I get my original investment back plus 
a portion of the proceeds from the sale. And so that's how passive investing looks so different from active investing when you're managing your own rental property. Mm -hmm. Good. Good clarification. I'm glad you added that. Yeah. 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 And so through that, I think that's really how I found Life by Design because it never occurred to me that I could create truly passive income. Even when we were doing the duplex thing and house hacking, there's still some you work. Your landlord, that goes into you, that. you hired yeah. a landlord, Annie. What? <laughs> right. Didn't you just like sit back and do nothing? Right. Then? I don't I know. get it. Okay. Yeah, that's I know. You the can dream, hear the right? sarcasm in my voice, hopefully, yeah. because it doesn't go away. <laughs> You become an asset manager at that point, right? That's right. There's all these decisions I never knew. Like the property manager would call and say, okay, what do you want to do about this? You're, the hot water heater just gave out. What do you want to do about that? They'll do the work, but you as the landlord, you have to tell them what to do. And you so have to review their numbers, their expenses. Are they doing the work yeah. or are they like barely right. doing the work and charging you too much? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. So when we were doing those active rentals, I never even thought about life by design because I was like, I can't, this isn't sustainable. This is like a good amount of work. I'm still working for the money. Maybe it's not that much, but you know, each rental that we had maybe generated $150, $200 a month in passive income. So it was like, okay, this is nice extra money to have, but this isn't going to sustain my lifestyle. But once we discovered the passive investing, that's when the wheels started turning. And I thought I could have an infinite number of streams of passive income because I now don't have to put in all of that work. I do put in work up front to do the due diligence, make sure I'm investing with the right teams and in the right markets and the right assets to balance out my portfolio. But then once I invest, there's really not that much work for me to do as a passive investor. And so that was when the light bulb went on for me. And I thought, oh, if I just put enough money in, then I could generate X amount of passive income. That's when I can get to my freedom number. So that's kind of how the light bulb went on for me. Awesome. Awesome. And we're going to get into how real estate investing is like enabled us to focus on life by design. And it is that passive income stream. This is the key. This is the high leverage point in your journey to life by design and why we focus on it so much in this episode. Because once you start feeling that passive income come into your bank account, even if it's not enough to leverage and you feel that it does not require any more of your time. That's the key there. I, I don't know if you heard Annie talk about how we were getting a few hundred bucks a month from each of those rentals and like, yeah, that's great. But when you spend a whole weekend working for that $100 <laughs> or you spend four nights a week on phone calls about water damage, that's a good story that you should mm -hmm. tell another episode. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's when you start to realize like, this is not passive income. So it's when you start to feel that income come into your inbox. I know that when my investments, when I get that alert that I have ACH payments coming mm -hmm. in and I'm like, oh, wow, it's as if like, <laughs> like the last time I heard from, from you was sky. last month. Yeah, it's flying <laughs> from the sky. It's great. And there's work up front and that, you know, you have to say that, but it gets easier every time, every mm -hmm. time you invest. And that's what also clicked for me and that we started to get some passive income coming in and we're just reinvesting a lot of it. But it was like, oh, this is going to build more than this career pathway that I thought was going to be what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And it allowed me the time and space to reflect on that career pathway and say, is this what I want to be doing right now or with the rest of my life? And I was able to actually take a step away and say, that's not where 
makes my heart sing. That's not what mm-hmm. makes me happy. And luckily I found good egg, the good egg team in that time frame. And this is a much better life by design fit for where I want to be right now in my life and the, you know, what I want to be providing to the world, helping everybody with their money and their life. So it gave me that freedom, that little bits of flexibility, just in the small amounts of passive income. It kind of unlocked that for me. Mm-hmm. And I would say, even if if you're listening and maybe you've gone through the first episode we did on this and you're like, you know, I don't really have anything that I'm like any vision, grand vision for this life by design. Maybe this isn't for me, but even like Susan, you've gone through different career changes. I've gone through a ton of career changes and starting a business and what passive income allows you to do is just to have a backup plan and for options because mm-hmm, you never know where mm-hmm. life is going to take you. You might get laid off. You might not have a choice in the matter. To start planting those seeds of passive income now means that down the road, when your career shifts, when you get laid off, when you decide you want to go travel for a year, you've already planted those seeds. So then you have that passive income to carry you through. So I always tell everybody, no matter how much you love your job right now and how much you think you're going to work in it forever, just start to create some small streams of passive income to see that it works. It's almost like prototyping, right? Make sure that this works so that if and when you need it down the road, whether it's for life by design, whether it's for a career change, you have that there to support you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So a couple ways that you can get started from maybe you're at zero, you have no idea of what you would do for passive income streams or to get into real estate investing specifically, because the internet will tell you all kinds of ways to build passive income (laughs) streams with side hustle businesses. But remember, those all take your time as well. They could be fun. They could be your barista track for fire. They could be your new way to live your lifestyle by design. So you should discover all of those. But having investing at its core, where you're putting money in and it is growing, the money is doing the work is really essential to that kind of like ultimate freedom on the other side. So getting into real estate investing, we actually just published a video and it's three new ways to invest just $10,000. Okay. So we just talked about the syndication model where you can invest with a bigger group. And traditionally that's been kind of closed off to early stage investors just due to regulations, just due to SEC, the Securities Exchange Emission Commission telling us that we all need to protect the investors. We don't want people spending their last dime in order to make this decision and potentially investing with someone who doesn't know what they're doing. But that's changed with the new crowdfunding regulations that have come along. So you're able to invest a smaller amount of money. For us, it's $10,000 with the teams that have been doing this for a super long time, great long track records in that and get your money moving in that passive investment as soon as possible. So we find that that's one of the better ways to get started in real estate investing. You're skipping over that landlord pathway, right? Right. But if you feel like you want to do the landlord pathway, maybe you even only have a smaller amount and you're in a joint venture with someone else to be able to purchase a property, going down that house hacking route, going down a live and flip scenario to be able to generate a larger sum of capital in a couple of years to invest. Those are also great ways that we cover in that video that we'll link to in the show notes. Absolutely. There's more ways now than ever 
especially with crowdfunding, to invest, whether it's in real estate or something else. If there's something else calling you, great. You all deserve to find the pathway for you as long as you're getting your money, starting to get your money working for you and figuring out a way so you don't always have to work for your money. That's really at the heart of this is just to get the wheels turning. Try it. If 10K even sounds like too much, then there are places, um, I don't know about for real estate, there might be, but there are certainly ways that you can invest just a couple hundred bucks even in small startups and things like that, just to to test out this whole passive income model. I, Julie tells this great story where when she was starting out investing in syndications, there was one night she and her husband were sitting on the couch just on a Friday night and she does pulling out her bank statements and looking through and she's <laughs> like, wait, what is this deposit? And her husband didn't know, she didn't know. And it was a sizable deposit because they had invested a good amount of money into these syndications, but it was new to them. And so finally, after some digging on this Friday night, they discovered, oh, this is the cash flow distribution from this syndication investment. And that's really the dream right there, right? To be able to sit on your couch on a Friday evening and see, well, I got paid. I just got paid and I didn't even have to do anything. And so that's sort of the goal of creating these streams of passive income so that you don't have to think about that money coming in. You don't have to work for that income. Eventually, and it may take some time, but eventually those streams of passive income will start to equal or even replace your active income. And so that's the point at which then you have total financial freedom and you can choose to continue to work or you can then choose to retire early and travel the world. <laughs> As what we would do, maybe. I know, right? I think about, you know, how some people are like, oh, I would love to go live on the beach. I don't know. I don't know if I could sit on the beach for more than like a week oh, or no. two at a time before I'd be on to my next thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I've got a new startup idea. I'll be right back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's a great way to talk about in the next episode. Next week, we're going to dive into testing out new ideas for your life by design because sometimes get the images of living at the beach and living this dream lifestyle or country hopping. These young millennials or people that are going to every country, they're taking big years off. And maybe that sounds wonderful, but actually it may not be wonderful for you. And so we're going to talk about new ways to kind of test out or prototype those ideas to really start the process of figuring out what is your life by design. Yes, indeed. And for those of you looking to get started with real estate investing, first, definitely check out the show notes and go check out that video that Susan was talking about, the three ways to invest, three new ways to invest 10K as just a starting point, just to get yourself familiar with some of these different pathways to see if any call out to you. But if you're looking to invest alongside us in the real estate deals that we are doing, the best place to go to learn about those would be goodegginvestments.com slash deals to see all our open opportunities. And if you're brand new to the real estate investing space and you're thinking you're interested in passive real estate investing, um, we've got a great resource for you. It's our book called Investing for Good. And in the book, we'll dive into the ins and outs of real estate syndications, whether they're right for you, how you can use them to achieve fire, and so much more. 
To get a copy of our book, you can go to goodinginvestments.com slash book. All right. Well, with that, that's our show for today. As we mentioned, this is part two in our three-part series on life by design. So we hope you'll tune in next time for the third and final conversation on how to create a meaningful and intentional life by design. For show notes on this episode or any other episode, go to lifeandmoneyshow.com. And for more information on how to invest with us to create passive income and build wealth for your family, go to goodegginvestments.com. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe, share this podcast with a friend, and leave us a five-star review so we can continue to bring you incredible new conversations all about life and money. And until next time, remember that your financial journey is a lifelong adventure, and we're here with you every step of the way. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.